everybody. This is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. I'm Stevie Nelson. And sitting with me today and only him, Dave Horwitz. I'm Dave Horwitz. Hi, Dave. Hi, Stevie. Sup? It's just you and me, bud. Just us. Why did we decide to do just us? Well, you know, we did one just us before and it was super fun. Yeah, we loved it. And we fancy ourselves... uh, Maybe experts, and we thought maybe we'd answer some advice questions. Yeah. And also, you know, this is kind of our only chance during the week or during, like, kind of at all to see each other because yeah. we're pretty busy. And uh, this is our hangout sash. Yeah. When we when we get together, we usually have somebody else here at the table, which is good. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't give us a great chance to sort of catch up and even just really see how the other one's doing. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, it, it's actually a really. We're basically just having like a friend date on air. Yeah. I love it. Which is good. I mean, you know, I came straight from work. You were like racing to get dinner yeah. in India. And so it's just, uh, it's we're living in busy times, stressful times. Yeah, so stressful. How, do you, how are you feeling? You're about to start working again? Yeah. Well, I actually, this can probably be like kind of my food and relationship update. Okay. Um, I actually was feeling extremely anxious. Like, and I don't know. In general? Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever heard me even say that. Like I was feeling very anxious. Um, And I think it's because I was drinking too much coffee. Oh. Because I was basically um, like, you know, I'm taking a writing class and I'm like writing a pilot right now. And I've been going to coffee shops a lot to write and also studying stuff for my show and scripts and clips for my show and i've been feeling like really depleted so i was drinking more coffee and then not sleeping well at night and taking melatonin and then feeling lethargic during the day so i was drinking more coffee coffee, yep and i was creating this cycle of like too much caffeine and then was feeling so lethargic and and i realized it I like caught it and mm-hmm. I've done it before and I know I'm like a two cup a day person. Like I can't have anything after 11 a.m. I've said that out loud before. Like it's not news to me, but I think I was just trying to beat the system. But you would do, so you've been having more than two. Oh, massively. Huh? Like four or more, oh, like some, wow. sometimes having like an almond milk latte or something, you know, like a fun drink. Yeah. And but for someone who, you know, um, can't handle it, doesn't really doesn't do drugs rarely drinks maybe once a year that's yes a, a caffeine and melatonin and yeah I've, too much i've had yeah i mean my 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 lowest uh my worst moment for me was like in the in the wake of a bad uh very bad breakup very uh i went to um it was a very eyebrow and everything story but like at in the home of some of the best food and drink in the world new orleans i was oh, there yeah days after like a crushing breakup and was just and i'll admit this on air because it was very i mean it's a sad thing that i did not make a habit of but i was waking up with panic attacks like mm. because of the breakup and so i was taking xanax to like bring me down yeah. and then i was also then i would get too down and i would like take Adderall and these are all things that I'm prescribed but I was like I was definitely abusing them yeah you're and, medicating yes and, yes. and I was even also, what I was doing was medicating yes but also I was drinking coffee and I was drinking Irish oh, coffee my and God. it's yeah it was it was it was not it feels so bad right yeah. like well, in the it can feel so I mean right after you down a huge like double espresso or whatever you're like I can fly yes. same with cold brew and then you're too up and then you do something to get down like melatonin yeah you wake up feeling sluggish I mean it was a really it's a bad cycle it's it's such a bad cycle and it does and it was so weird that was so weird for me because it feels like not being me 
you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that doesn't feel like me. So that's definitely like my foodish update. Yeah. <laughs> um, and relationship update. I, I did go on a date. Um, a friend set me up with a guy. When was this? This is recently. This was like this past weekend. Cool. Um, and it was fine. And that's yeah, it. it was fine. I, he's great and he's nice, but it's like, I actually think the idea of like, a friend setting me up and this is like a friend who's like, you know, not in the comedy community and she's really wonderful. Um, but I, I don't know that that's for me. Like I don't a set up. Yeah. It's like, I don't think I would have walked up to this guy in a bar and been like, Hey, let's talk. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't have picked him. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. Cause I, I think that your friends see qualities in someone and they're like, that would make a good partner, but it doesn't mean that you would be drawn to them. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the sort of that's why there's a little bit less magic in a setup or in like a dating app thing. But also, I mean, the, the more I hear about people, I have a friend that I need. I was like, uh, all of a sudden, a girlfriend showed up in his life. Yeah. And I, he's not. I'm not close enough with him that I even knew how they met. But I just assume because she's so cool and they get along so well and they look so nice next to each yeah. other that they just met through friends or something and they met on Tinder. They did. Yeah. And now they live together. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. I know a lot of relationships that have like started on apps. And yeah. and I think we're like so, and I subscribe to this, like we're so tied to wanting a better story, wanting like a yeah. cuter story that we're like resistant to doing an app thing because it's like, oh, we have to tell everyone about on this app or whatever. And I think the reality is apps can work for people. I do. They can, but like you're saying, not being a little bit, not averse to a setup, but just like there's a little bit less like, you you're talking to that person and you're th- thinking like maybe over time something could develop they seem very nice but right. i i wasn't drawn magnetically to them across a party i wasn't no. i didn't see them uh stretching at my place where i go for runs and yes. thought like oh my god i would wow. do anything to have an excuse to talk to them yes it's more just hi well maybe rachel thought we'd get along yeah. hi so so you work with animals yes i yeah. guess that must be because i have two dogs is that like yeah it's a weird thing where then you have to kind of herky jerky like ease your way into like so should we what should we do right Um, yeah yeah. and i i feel the same way about like app dating and everything too i feel you know i don't i'm not on any apps and i feel very burnt out from having these like surface level conversations and trying to decide and decipher if someone's funny and if it's worth going on a date and it's a lot of saying no and i was talking to a friend and um and she's a therapist and she was saying that friend that most couples who actually survive like long term meet doing a shared interest. Mm. And the reason that it lasts so long is because a shared interest is the number one determining factor of how long something lasts. Yes. If you have anything to talk about, if you yes. have anything to do together, absolutely. And yeah. like, so she was like, you're living that. She's like, you're taking yeah. a writing class. You're going to like meditation retreats. You're doing these things. You're living it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you as far as setups go. I've been set up very few times. I was having a, a I would say 75% joking conversation with a friend saying, because uh, we have a ton of mutual friends. Yeah. And I was just saying, like, who do I who do I date? Who should I date? Yeah. And then we kind of moved on from that. And, like, I want to say 25 minutes later, she said, okay, um, so my friend um, is open to the idea of going on a date with you. And I kind of saw that she had been on her phone a little bit while we were talking. Yeah. And I was like, well, what, do you, what do you mean? Open, She's like, well, yeah. I have a friend who uh, is single and I show I like every your Instagram handle. And she was like, yeah, you know, maybe. 
Um, and then, you know, we kind of just moved on, but like, what do you want to do? Like what balls in your court? And I was like, what the, hey, whoa, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. And I looked, looked her up and she's, you know, she's definitely cute, but yeah. it's a, it's such a weird thing to go. Here's a thousand pictures of someone. Do you want to sit across from them in a coffee shop or a bar and like determine yeah. whether you want to make out with the, each other? And I was it's like, so strange. and I kind of just chicken out. I was like, oh, well, I mean, why don't you just say that you'll give me her like that oh i gave him your your instagram handle and he'll message you if he and she's like oh shit okay all right like she thought i wanted her number and was gonna like go for it and i just i'm just really not there yeah um i also think when there's nothing sparking it it feels so unnatural like yeah the weird thing is you two are both unattached yeah, it's like that's yes, that's really the basis of a setup. You're both single. People. Who do I know that it doesn't have anyone? Just like you don't have anyone. You're like, little shit. Yes, and um, and it yeah. doesn't. And there's nothing in common, essentially. Like, well, not yet. And it's also I don't know. It just feels like you're just setting two pieces of cardboard next to each other and being yeah. like, should they light on fire? But if that's part of my yeah, exactly. If if they were in a very arid desert together, <laughs> would <laughs> would they spark? Um, What's your food update? Well, that's so that's sorry. That's half half one of my yeah. relationship update. The other half is that. I got a phone number of someone I actually know last night. Yeah. And we made it. We were just, we were talking a lot of with our phones. Yep. And I was like swamped with work. And I just said like, hey, I, I would really like to continue this, but I'm, I'm pretty busy right now. We sh- would you like to get a drink sometime? And she said, yeah, let's do it. And she gave me her number. And I said, I said, I'd love to go out. Uh, sometime, blah blah blah. Like I'll I'll hit you up like after Halloween. Great, and, which I think is good. I feel like based on many guests we've had, like I feel like yeah. this has come up so many times of of being firm and saying I want to take you out on a date. I feel like not saying the word date is maybe a little ambiguous, but I also am kind of know. okay with that at this point. I don't know. Part of me feels like you communicated it well. Like okay. if a guy said, I, Hey, I would like to take you out for a drink. I'd absolutely believe that was a date. There's not a world where I think someone wants to go to drink with me. That's not trying to date me. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know yeah. any man who's ever texted me that and me not thought that's a date. Yeah. Like that's very clearly a date. I also saw this person out about a month ago with an, with a guy I know and, and she excused herself to the bathroom and I said, Hey, is this a date? And he went, no, no. Uh, uh, but yeah, just like a friendly, just like a friendly. And then he like looked around a couple of times and went, hey, you know, maybe we'll see. So Oof. I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping it's not that. Well, actually, I don't care. You know, what? it doesn't point, really it, yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. If you no. guys get along, great. If yeah. you don't, great. But like, I, I'm trying not to put too much pressure on it. But I am. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's listened to this, the last like ten episodes of this, knows like <laughs> I, we both have not. You and I have not been like We're putting not. ourselves out there very much, which is kind of rare for both of us. I know it's a real change of pace. I mean, we stopped doing this show the first se- after the first season because we were both like wrapped up in things. Yeah. And you were like getting into a live-in relationship. I was about yeah. to start dating someone. It's now like we just Seven, passed like the one eight year months in- later. Yeah. The one year like anniversary of me like for having like a first date with my last person I dated just wow. passed. So it's like, yeah. So so we gotta we gotta we gotta move on. <laughs> yeah. We're trying. Um, I think for I think for me right now, like I think it's not that I don't want to date necessarily. Yeah. It's not that. It's that I want to meet someone naturally. That's yeah. what I want. That's all. I just want to meet someone who I have something in common with and that's it. Like I, I'm not interested in, I don't want to spend my energy 
texting people back and forth. Yeah, at least right now you've been you burn yourself out on yeah. setups. You burn yourself out on like any possible app situation, which is totally understandable. Yeah, and maybe you'll go the other way, but if not, like who cares? There's, I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I, I never. I never worry about us. I was. Me neither. Uh, I there was. I was talking to a friend who. God, it's like she put it so well, and it was like we were both out neuroticing each other in like a almost like a contest. Yeah. And at one point, she was like, "Imagine if we were like gross." I was like, "What do you mean?" She was basically saying like, "What if we had you know problems, or if we were like jerks, or if we were like super like really unattractive?" And that kind of like made me feel insane because I was like, "Wow, for somebody who." I mean, there's people who are far, who have far less uh, things in the in the the pros column than you and I do. Like a lot of negative yeah, traits. We're fine. Settle down with with kids and stuff, and so I, that makes me think we're gonna be fine. We're just yeah, we're picky. We're in a weird place, and that's totally okay. And, I think um, it's okay. Yeah. I also think it's really healthy. I think it's really healthy to when you feel like burnt out, or you feel like I don't really feel like dating to not. Yeah. I think it just goes in waves for me. I, like next week, I might wake up and be like, I want a date. You yeah. know, and then you do. Yeah. Um, and um, I'll make my food update really short. Yes. I had my first piece of pizza in uh, almost probably two months, month and a half. How was it? Uh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Just a regular piece of pizza. Yeah. Oof. I love, I love a piece of pizza. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm an, I'm an apologist for garage pizza here in LA. A lot of people don't love it. Yeah. I think it's I think it came along at the perfect moment and saved us all because it's you can get a slice. Yeah, it's centrally centrally located. It's open till four a.m. and I I was going from a thing to a thing, and mm. it was previously the thing where I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should just wait and eat a salad at ten p.m. No, no. I wanted a piece of pizza. I finished eat my dumb eating thing, eat. and it was. So good. I love it. And it was also a hundred degrees that night. And Ugh. I just sat in a hot place next to a pizza oven and sweat. Oh my god. And gosh. ate a piece of pizza. I love it. Yeah. Yum. I love making my own pizza at home. It's one of my favorite like pizza nights are my favorite nights. Oh, I want to start doing that too. Maybe I will. It's fun. Okay. Um, are you ready for some of these questions? Yeah, let's let's try to help some people. You you put it out there on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. People were tweeting at us. Yeah, we got a lot of cool questions. And sliding into your DMs. Did you get more through Twitter or Instagram? Um, equal amount about. Wow. Okay, so we got a bunch. All yeah, right. we got a bunch. Well, okay. I trust you to give us the best ones. Yeah, these are the cream of the crop. Um. Okay, so Monroe Stewart, I believe that's how you say his name asks what are a few good first meals to make for a beginner cook who burns everything oh interesting um yeah. well i just from my own personal experience this year i learned how to make a bunch of stuff but uh just like some simple pasta dishes um are the kind of things where you can really follow directions real easily um you know i i don't know if you're like if you're into dairy or if you like vegan cheese but a regular like just a baked macaroni and cheese is like not oh, a scary yeah. thing to make uh, roasted vegetables are really simple. Yes. Um, what else can I think of? There's just uh, yeah, anything what? that you you make a sauce for. It's yes. all the ingredients are so um, measured out that you really can't go wrong. So I think um, I think anything that doesn't have too many steps. Yeah, or, or like a stir fry is pretty easy. Yeah, like I would I, say that. I don't even burn a stir fry. Like if you just get a bunch of vegetables, uh, you cook some rice. That's pretty easy. It takes like maybe thirty minutes. And then add chicken or whatever you want. Yeah. On top of that, I would say, uh, yeah, I would say maybe stir fry is the number one just because it's really easy to mess up, uh, really hard to mess up. Yes. And I would look up, um, I don't know if how easy, I'm sure there's a million recipes because I, I found a million, but if you look up 
ginger lime peanut sauce. Mm. Uh, it's really it's it's kind of really 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 easy to make, and you're it's a really low carb option to like leave the noodles out of that and just make a vegetable stir fry and pour some homemade sauce in there. Oh my gosh. I cannot recommend it enough, and it's decently filling. And I think a lot because a lot of the sauces are like peanut butter or, or cashew butter based, and there's protein right there, and it's really filling. I love that. Okay, I hope that helps. Let us also tweet at us. Let us know if you actually make some dishes or yeah, if you if, tried it, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear. Okay, so um, Brendan, who's actually a friend of mine in real life, asks if I live in Silver Lake, but meet someone cool in Manhattan Beach. Ooh. That's way too fucking far, right? Ooh. Thanks. My um, my answer is no go. That is too y- far. <sighs> You don't, you think if there's a god that he's like I'm gonna put your soulmate in Manhattan Beach? You know I. Yeah. That's so far away. I mean, our one of our last guests, Adam Newman, is has a long distance relationship. She's three thousand miles away. But that's better. I'd rather date someone in New York than in than in Venice Beach because I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a better chance of seeing the person who lives in New York City than I would. I don't know. I mean, I guess I know what, what you're you saying. Well, there's no traffic in the sky. So flying <laughs> yeah. flying to your girlfriend on the other coast, that's a five, six hour flight no matter what. Uh, going to Manhattan Beach from the east side of Los Angeles. Aye, aye, aye. It's a little insidery for our guests who don't, or our listeners who don't live here, but it's, that is a haul. It's a haul. It's uh, There's always traffic. One of my best friends from high school just moved to L.A. and I was so excited that I was like, he and I are going to hang out all the time. And he told me he moved to Santa Monica and my face dropped and I went to visit him and it took me on a Sunday mid morning at like 1130. One full hour. Yeah, I tried. I told you I tried to date a guy who lived in I forget exactly where Mar Vista or something. And it was the most exhausting few weeks of my life. Driving there, driving back. It's not. It's not doable. Well, for me, I like I would like to be able to walk <laughs> like yeah. literally be able to walk to my person's house. Oh, I've done that. And it's an I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's I love it. I've it I've dated, so much better. I've dated two people who live within like, yeah, a 20 a minute walk from me. me and too. it's perfect. What I will say, though, is maybe I'm feeling generous. OK, I would. And I because I think this is maybe one of the best ways to, to see. Yep. Try it. And if you are so beyond annoyed yeah you probably aren't that into it yeah if the trip is worth it then keep going yeah because uh, one of you can move at a certain make point make her move to silver lake where normal people live T- i'd say tough it out yeah tough it maybe out maybe you'll fall in love with the feel. beach yeah maybe she'll fall in love with the east side but either right. way i think if it's worth it then you will be you'll have less road rage stuck in traffic yeah on the 405 or the 10 yeah if you're Oof. into it if you're into it, you'll be listening to music on your way there and on your Audio way books, home. This podcast. And you'll be like, this is actually really great for me. Yeah. And you can check in with yourself. But I, I do agree. I agree with you, Dave, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Avery asks, if a friend is in a relationship you see as unhealthy or destructive, at what point do you step in or try to help them out? <sighs> this... This Dave and I have a lot of experience of seeing people in like destructive relationships. Also, it, that's been me at, me at too. least once. And people, uh, th- what I will say is, I think you can be the most sensitive, nice, helpful, neutral version of yourself. I think you got to come in real soft. If you come in too hot, that that never it, yeah. it is never received well to go. You're fucking up. You're wasting your life. Yeah. What are you doing? They don't deserve you uh, because 
if they're with this person and it's not going well and there's no sign that they're getting out, they are in love. They are like real. They're in it. Yeah. And I think that you can make yourself heard. You can let them know how much you care about them. And it's very delicate terms say I'm not I'm not liking some of the things I'm seeing I've had to do this kind of recently and just said like I don't I don't really love what's going on because it's usually they'll come to you unless unless they're totally blinded I don't think you're gonna have like a very easy time yeah my take on it is I don't think you give advice unless uh they're asking for advice I think that like people in if something is destructive to the point of like them being harmed, yeah. like, yeah, step in. Yeah, I don't. Yes. I guess the, the the gauge for me is I don't think you say anything if you uh, witness a sh- if you hear a shitty statement at a dinner party. I, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they come to you and say they're hey, always drunk, they're throwing yeah. shit at me. You go, OK, now we're talking. If you witness something like that, then you talk. Yep. But if it's just sort of this person's a drip or this person's yeah. like kind of lame. I think you got to just hold let back it, because let it take its course because people that even the people that are closest to even your best friend, if they're in love, they're in love, man. Yeah. They're not getting out of there anytime. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. It's so tough though, isn't it? Cause you do, I've had situations where I hear things about people. Like I hear about a person that someone's dating about them being bad. And it's like, do you warn them? Do you tell them? And as women, that's such a tricky situation. Cause you kind of want to be like, Hey, I heard this person's not, doesn't treat women well or whatever. And Part of me is like, you can kind of say anything if you're mindful enough, you know, like, but also I had an opportunity to say something like that to someone who was asking about someone they'd recently dated because they knew I knew them. And the only context I knew that person in with dating was no good. Okay. Real bad. And they just seemed so in love. And when they asked, what do you know about him? It wasn't like, well, what do you know? What have you heard? It was like. Yeah. What's the word is is he a bad guy? And I just could see in that person's eyes. And I was like, go have fun. And they seem like they're having fun. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's I like don't step in th- unless the person's like, "Hey, can I get your advice?" or, you know, I think be very careful because you end up you can end up being the enemy of the person if they choose that to yeah. be in that relationship. And if you know something definitively, I think that I think you maybe do have a responsibility to disclose. Yeah. Like re- like if you know something that is yeah. damning I think you can yeah yeah but also part of this question that's really interesting it says um that you see as unhealthy and I think the truth oh. is like that's interesting you know it's like that's our own judgment and I think you keep your own judgment to yourself unless you're asked yeah I'm with I think you really got it yes okay maybe I, I just was blinded by the first part of that question but no, if, but it, I if think it's you answered it well but that as far as quote unquote that you deem unhealthy yeah that's real subjective yeah. So if it's a no brainer, if you're witnessing abusive, violent behavior, if you're witnessing objectively manipulative behavior, yeah. there's a nice way to say that. But if it's just like, yeah, I don't like that your boyfriend, um, you know, is condescending. And it's like, well, a lot of people are condescending. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, I actually did have a situation. Maybe this will help where a friend of mine sat down with me when my last relationship was sort of like ending and not going well. Um I told her a few of the things that had happened and she really gently was like, nobody should talk to you like that. Yes. And there was something really cool about that because it was so gentle, but it did also help me feel validated. And like, I was like, she's right. 
this is yeah. not a thing I can be in very much longer. Like yeah. I knew that was, I knew it was like it, you know what I mean? And I, I thought the way that she had talked to me and the way she handled it was really gentle and on my team, but also being like, I don't think you can subject yourself to this very much. Yeah. Longer. Handle, handle with care. Be, yeah, be, be sensitive. So gentle. If they're, if they're going through something, they're probably, they need you to be sensitive anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question comes from. Yeah. T.R. in Utah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what's a good way of breaking uh, the pattern of choosing the wrong person? <sighs> wow. Um, okay. I think, hmm. Well, my first instinct is to kind of take a moment to think about the idea of quote unquote the wrong person. You know? Yeah. Um, because I think the choices we make are emblematic of the people we are. Yeah. Uh, or and where we are in our lives. You know, yep. I think there's been times in my life where I will very, I will be able to fully articulate what I'm looking for in a significant other and then fully choose the exact opposite because they're more exciting or they're, or in the moment they were paying more attention to me or they are exceptionally, you know, attractive to me. And are my physical type and then somebody who's incredibly kind and altruistic and sweet and funny is like kind of someone or someone that I'm not paying attention to. So I I think a way you can not choose, quote unquote, the wrong person is to think about what kind of person you are. Oh my gosh. And think about where you're at in your life. That's so good. Because it's like. Because if you love yourself, you'll choose a good partner the chances are you'll choose a good a healthy partner yeah i truly don't believe that you can be in a position to be in the right relationship if you are in a bad relationship with yourself oh my gosh dave this just made me feel so sad a little bit for my past self same i mean i'm i'm going through it where i just like i've had you know i've had some times and like it's cool that i'm going to therapy now but i will just i'll go in with these completely unconnected thoughts and go why did i do this and why did i say this to this person and why did i make out with this girl and why did i date this girl and my therapist will just calmly start talking and then we'll have a conversation and yeah. at, you know minute 52 of, of 60 i'll be in the middle of a sentence ranting and then i'll go oh that's why you asked me that question and she'll start laughing because i'm just like it's a trick you tricked me yeah um but i really yeah you just mm. really have to think about the choices you're making and the places you are in your life. Yeah. Where are you? When I'm unhappy, I make bad destructive decisions. Me too. He asked two other questions. One is, uh, this is all from TR. Are egg yolks really that bad to eat? And I, I will take this one. Yeah. That's the best part for you. Literally. That's the best part for you. Do not believe any documentary that tells you egg yolks are not good for you. They're really good for you. Yeah. And also I just, if you think about it, if you're eating, Eggs all the time. I mean, I I, th- I I think that's one of the silliest um, health. Me too. Craze things. I think it's nutty because you really think you can save your own life by wasting part of an egg <laughs> by doing the thing. I've done it before where you 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 hop the 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 egg back and I'm forth between so the two shell, the halves of the shell, and it's you and you depriving yourself. Yeah, it's also good fat. Do you want to know his last question? Yes, please. I told him I wouldn't say this on air, and I lied. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> His last question is when do we get to love each other? When do we get to love each other? Me and him. You and him. Uh well <laughs> I am not qualified to answer that question. I don't feel like I am either. Well, 
if you're a listener and you have some ideas about when Stevie and TR can love each other, <laughs> let us know. Tweet at us. Let us know. Or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No one, <laughs> no one knows. Um, okay, next question. It sounds like we're they're made up names at this point because the next guy's name is TJ from DC. <laughs> TJ from DC. All right. And this is very specific, but I think you'll have a good answer for this. Okay. What if you really care about a guy or a girl, but you lose the romantic feeling? Like you still want to be with them because you care, but that little spark is gone. Do you wait to see if it returns or do you just end it? <sighs> there, that, can't, that, that can't be the only two options. Do you <sighs> wait to see if it gets better? Do you end it? Get active. You... Yes. You ca- you yes. it takes work to keep a spark alive. It takes work to keep a relationship alive between two people where there is a spark. Yes. And by and honestly, it's funny that I feel like there's a lot of G-rated relationship talk in the world where people talk about spark and chemistry. Yeah. And what you're really talking about is like we don't want to fuck each other anymore. Or, yeah. I don't want to fuck this person. I don't anymore. really want to kiss him. I don't want to yes, I mean, right. I guess it's a little it's a bit of a jump to say fuck, but, no, what, but, but whatever it is. Sexual energy, romantic energy, uh, attraction, d- physical intimacy, touch. Um, you know, as a as a uh, Magnum subscriber to Dan Savage's podcast, he he, I feel like his he would be quick to go. Well, if it's if you've been together this long and you have a comp- he calls it a ca- companionative relationship, which is a, a non um, intimate relationship that's very warm. People who are married yeah. for a long time and they sleep in separate beds or they don't spoon each other at night and they don't have sex. Uh, he's quick to be like, maybe you should try some ethical non-monogamy. But I think that because the options are, as it's phrased by this person, end it or wait it out, I think that though neither of those are options for you. I think if you're asking us, yeah, you got to do the work. You have to. Yeah. 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 Relationships aren't some magical thing that just happened two people are active in them so if you're both being active and you're both trying to take each other on dates or you're trying to like you know keep the energy alive it takes work and I think there's a a reason why the smartest people and the stupidest people on earth say relationships take work yeah absolutely like they take work yeah so work on it exactly I mean you know uh talk to each other do things differently go out places take yeah. yourselves on dates take go a to trip, couples therapy go to couples therapy yeah. if it's a sex thing listen you know i yeah. feel like i feel like uh i feel like the idiot's guide to you know uh w- like getting your marriage back i feel like it, like a million dumb 90s movies and sitcoms it's like the guy like buys lingerie or like buys a vibrator or whatever like it's not all just like there's some relief there's some um God, there's some there's some guy. I wish I'm not going to remember, but there's a, a joke from Monty Python's Meaning of Life, where John Cleese is like teaching a group of school children, like, and he's like, "We're going to talk about sex now," and they ask anonymous questions, and one kid's like, um, or he's like, "How do you? What, what's the best way to like stimulate a woman?" Uh, and the kid says something like something super explicit, or he says like, yeah. "You know, stick your fingers in her, whatever, or, or something," and he goes. Give her a bloody kiss, mate. It's really, it's like, oh, that's it's very funny because it's like the kid went A to Z or like went zero to a hundred. And the guy's basically saying like, start slow. Like, listen, talk to her. Yeah. Um, Put in the footwork. There's yeah. like a, there's like a whole thing leading up to that. You yes. Know, where yes. it's like, there's an entire day before that even happens. So it's like, put in yes, the footwork. Yes. And it could be as small as like 
text your partner and see how their day is going. If That's you guys- actually what it is. Yeah. Think nobody wants to have sex with you if you're not communicating with them. Yes. Like, so it's like, actually, TR, <laughs> we just answered a question of, read this book and where... This is someone you know? TR. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like... I knew that, but our audience everyone know that. knows that. Um, he uh, read a book about, like, the art, like, not the art, but it's like, basically that in order to, like, actually connect with your partner... It's like a long day long process. It's not just like, oh, you get to go home and have sex. Like it takes texting her and telling her she looks beautiful. And then like when hugging, you know what I mean? It takes all these other steps. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yes. I mean, from uh, having been in, in relationships where that aspect drops off, the other stuff doesn't feel as nice and you don't want to do the other stuff. Like if no. you're wondering why you guys aren't having sex, look back at your text log, look back at your phone log, yeah. look back at like the th- dumb stuff you're sending to each other on. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, like there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to to get in there and and see if you still have any kind of a connection and it's yeah. uh it it starts um outside of the bedroom or outside of the couch you've designated as the couch you have sex on. <laughs> All right, here's our last question. Um James, also known on Twitter as is Pizza Rat alive? Says <laughs> <laughs> My question is, do I ruin Thanksgiving bringing up the Nazis and tax cuts to my Trump supporter dad like every time I visit my parents? I say, James, eat dinner first, get that meal in, then bring it up. (laughs) Uh, Wait, walk, walk, walk me through this idea. All right. Well, it's like, don't ruin Thanksgiving. Let everyone have a Thanksgiving. If for some reason you need to change your dad's political point of view which I don't think you'll be able to. He already did the damage of voting for him. I say bring it up after you've had a nice meal. But to be totally fair, I think it's none of your business how that guy voted. Well, here's what I'll say. Uh, I am incredibly incredibly lucky to have uh, just the most liberal upbringing and parents. And, you know, I have a dad who probably wished he could have voted for John Stewart. <laughs> which 100% is adorable. 100% my dad probably thought that was an option. Yes. Uh maybe he wrote him in, I don't know. Um <laughs> but so I don't know this this pain. We have a very we had a very conservative uh cousin who I unfriended on Facebook before I deactivated it. I just didn't like seeing the two of them fight all the time. Yeah. Um my dad and him. But uh you know I I don't know what kind of function your family has to serve for you. If you if you yeah. need to be politically active, like I don't know if it's you go home and your dad stirs the pot. Your dad's the one saying, "No, how's your how's Hillary Clinton? How's your favorite lady? She's not in jail yet." Or if you, it, who knows how Trumpy this guy is? Um, yeah, maybe he, he's a total jerk. He could be a total jerk, but he could also just be. I mean, it's hard to. I mean, I, I don't know. think I don't think we have anyone who listens to this show who doesn't feel this way. But it's 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 so uh, upsetting to get embroiled in political conversations, yeah. whether it be on Twitter or whether it be on Facebook or whether it be in real life. It just seems like if you have this is this is not uh, this is not maybe very woke and it's maybe not maybe a little insensitive, but I don't think your entire life has to be spent being uber vigilant. If Thanksgiving is a nice time for you and your family likes yeah, to play Scrabble and nice. do puzzles and watch movies, if there's a way to not 
arouse your dad's anger or or you know set off any alarms you don't have to come in wearing a bernie sanders t-shirt yeah you can play scrabble with your parents eat a bunch of turkey for two days yeah go see a dumb movie and then go back to your liberal bubble yeah like i kind of think that thanksgiving is not the time it's not the time everyone wants to have a good time maybe you could be um a participant in just it being a nice time you know it's possible yeah and and, if it's and i un- get it i get that it's like a high I think that it can be intense, especially if someone does provoke you. But I think, I don't know. Chill. Let's all chill out. 2017 has been hard. Let's not make it worse. Yeah. I mean, chances are if you're angry, your dad's angry. But if you have an okay family unit, your dad probably loves you. I mean, this is all, I mean, it's all speculative. If I had your situation, I would be, I mean, I live 3000 miles away from my parents. I'm going to see them for Thanksgiving because I love them and I miss them. But I don't know if I would be super stoked to do that if Me they neither. were if they were real uh real right wing. Yeah, same. I know. It's tough. That one's a tough one. I think it was also a joke. Like I definitely think he was just joking. Really? I think it was a joke, but also who am I to say? I mean his Twitter handles is Pizza Rat Alive. I mean, we're all I'm ridiculous on Twitter and I have <laughs> I have specific opinions about this. Yeah, that's true. Do we have one more like lovey relationship you one? Nope. No. That's all. Okay, guys. Well, uh, if you found this helpful at all, you can tweet at us and 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 slide into our DMs with your questions, and we'll probably do another one of these yeah. uh, soon, or at least eventually. Uh, it's really fun for yeah. me. It's 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 not the most. Uh, this wasn't our most hilarious episode, but I really I I don't know. I could talk about this stuff all day. Me too. I also like answering the questions and seeing what people are asking. So we'll probably do another one. We'll ask for questions on Twitter. Um, feel free to tweet at us. We'd love to hear your questions or concerns or anything. Yeah. And if you have really like pressing questions and you don't want a character limit, feel free to write them DM as, us. uh, reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Just write really personal, um, intimate, <laughs> uh, questions to us as iTunes reviews. Cause they really help us. They make iTunes like notice <laughs> and maybe help us slide onto some charts. Yeah. And so if you're having a really hard time in your marriage, uh, write, write it as the an manifesto on an iTunes yeah. review. Uh, but don't actually do that. Um, no. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all your questions to everyone, including TR in Utah. Hey, TR. Thanks for listening, bud. TR, this episode's for you. Too real. That's what TR stands for. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I want to tell you about my show on the What's a Creative Network. It's called Honey. Um, On Honey, I interview real couples about how they fight, what they fight about, how they got over it. It's basically like if you've ever seen a couple almost get into a fight at a dinner party or something and you wish you could be like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, like what is that really about? Um, That's the conversation we get to have on Honey. Um, So check us out. Uh, Subscribe to honey on the what's a creative network uh we're on instagram and twitter at honey with julia we're on facebook at honey with julia Meltzer, and i hope to be seeing you soon